0: John chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read 11 verses, so hopefully you got your right shoes on. I'll read 11 verses. <laughs> now you kick them off. That's if you're going to stand. You don't have to stand, that's just a customary thing you do. John chapter 2. Are you there? Okay, let's read verses 1 through 11. Ready, read. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. In other words, that that was their capacity. Okay, keep going. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the mass of the feast. And they took it. When the mass of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and did not know where it came from but the servants who had drawn the water knew the master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him every man at the beginning sets out the good wine and when the guests have well drunk then the inferior you have kept the good wine until now this beginning of signs that Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him alright verse 11 it says, this beginning of signs, Jesus did. If you were to read in the King James and many other translations, it'll say, this beginning of miracles, Jesus did. And it says, and manifested, or we could say, revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Today, I want to talk on the subject, the beginning of miracles, the beginning of miracles. Father, thank you today for the word that we're about to receive. I thank you, Father, that you've uh, given me revelation and insight into the word of God, and that, God, what I have Uh, you have uh, already prepared your people to receive. And I pray, Father, that every heart and mind that receives today takes the word and allows it to uh, saturate their hearts and then will apply it to their lives and believe you and expect you to do great things in this year and beyond. Thank you, Lord, that you are the miracle working God. You are still in the miracle business. And we love you and we appreciate you today. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen amen and amen. Praise God. All right, the beginning of miracles. Hallelujah. 2021, as I share with you on Wednesday night and Thursday night, we were here for our New Year's Eve service, and uh, I introduced this subject, the year of miracles. And so uh, 2021 will be marked as the year of miracles. Now, I'm sure you will hear other declarations. Uh, You know, we've heard Brother Copeland talk about 2021 being the year of the local church. Uh, my spiritual dad, Apostle Derby, has declared this, this the year of judgment. And this, these are not uh, competing declarations. Uh, God is able to do many things at the same time. And in fact, you'll find all these things are actually working in concert, right? And so, uh, but he's given it to me to declare this as a year of miracles. When we, see, when we say year, we're talking about that things begin to uh, accelerate or take place in a the year. They don't end at the end of this year. They simply continue on, but they begin to become sort of a focus of our attention in this year. So 2021 is going to be a year uh, marked by great miracles. I'll share with you, man's wisdom has failed. We see the world's systems, they are all collapsing all around us. And the only real hope, the only sure hope that we have, the only sure hope that has always been there is the power, the supernatural power of God. Y'all yes, with me on this here? Yes, and the world needs to know because they don't know. And I'm convinced, especially after this year, that much of the church doesn't know that God still works miracles. That God is still a supernatural God. That God is not limited by the natural things we see in this earth. And so, if you lean to the flesh and lean to the understandings of the flesh, it'll trap you and not allow you to function and move. Trap you in fear, trap you in sickness, trap you in bondage, trap you in depression trap you in anger, trap you in poverty, trap you in lack, trap you in disease, it'll trap you in condemnation if you allow the, the flesh to have the way. But if you will let, let the Lord have his way, that's what we just saying in the song, let the Lord have his way, if you move up, move up into the supernatural, then God can do supernatural things even in your life. Somebody say, God still works miracles. God still works miracles. Tell somebody else, God still works miracles. God still works miracles. The same God who supplies or ministers the spirit works miracles. The church understands that God gives the spirit. He gives us his spirit. But the Bible says in Galatians 3 verse 5 put it on the screen for me please. Galatians 3 verse 5 that the same God who supplies the spirit also works miracles among us. Look at what it says. He therefore that ministers ministereth. Oh they went back to the King James on me. Praise God. Uh, give, me, give me a new King James so I don't get tongue twisted this morning. I'm not very Shakespearean this morning. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? So we see two things it says he does here. He supplies the spirit. The church knows that. But much of the church doesn't, doesn't know or has forgotten that he also works miracles among us. And the world never knew it. That's why all they look to is natural remedies, natural solutions, natural ways out of things that they're, that they're facing. But you and I, that's not what we're called to do. He supplies the Spirit. How many of y'all have the Spirit living on inside of you? Well, not only does He supply the Spirit, the Bible says He works miracles among you. But notice it says, does He do it by the works of the law? The answer is no. Or by the hearing of faith? That answer is yes. He does it by the hearing of faith. So if He works miracles among you, you must have the hearing of faith. You must hear about miracles, and that's why God has given it to me in the first uh, few weeks of this year as he, as he leads me to minister to you about miracles so that you develop a greater faith for miracles. You are a miracle. If you are born again, you already are a miracle. We used to say it back in the old days, but Sheryl, how can, you know, God get, take a, a brown cow, let him eat green grass, and he produce white milk? That's how you just say it in the old days. So how can God take a, 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 a soul that's been darkened by sin, wash us in blood that's red, and make us white as snow? That's a miracle already. But he works miracles. So God has many more miracles than just your salvation. But it requires from us the hearing of faith. Say the hearing of faith. So then Romans chapter 10, verse 17, I know y'all know this. The Bible says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So for you to get faith in a certain area, you must hear it preached. In fact, you were to look back at verse 14, I believe it is, of, of Romans chapter 10. And it will say, how shall they hear without a preacher? So they got to they call on him who they, they've not believed. How should they believe in him who they've not heard? And how should they hear without a preacher? That's right, that's right. And how should they preach unless they have been sent? Yes, right? So you got a lot, a lot of WENT preachers. WENT, W-E-N-T. WENT preachers. They WENT and WENT preachers preach their own stuff. When preachers preach on, you know, humanist things and philosophy and man's idea, man's wisdom and so forth. Just hold on to God's unchanging hand because one of these days we're going to be out of here. No! That ain't what God called us to do. He told, you remember when when, um, when uh, Apostle Paul, he said, I had this thorn in my flesh. This thing buffeted me. It's not a physical thorn. He's dealing with, with an adversary, the devil. And the Bible says, Paul said, I asked God three times remove it from me and preachers preach like god said no the bible never said god god said no god told him my grace is sufficient for you in other words what he was saying was paul i've already given you something to handle it yourself not just hold on because one day everything gonna change no my grace is sufficient somebody say sufficient in other words, his grace, that, that power he's giving you, that ability, is all you need, and you have it already. You were saved by this grace. So you and I have, the Bible says in Romans five seventeen an abundance of grace. My God. So we already have all we need to handle these things, but we got to hear it preached, hear it preached, hear it preached, hear it preached. For you to be saved, you got to hear somebody preach it. For you to be healed, you got to hear somebody preach it. For you to prosper, you you gotta hear somebody preaching. So for us to believe miracles, we gotta have somebody preaching about miracles to us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Right now, this is what the Lord's been dealing with me about for the last several months. We are in a major shift in the realm of the spirit. Did you hear what I said? We are stepping into a new era of the miraculous. Oh, that's good. We are stepping into a new era of the miraculous. I didn't just say we're going to see miracles. We're stepping into a new era. So when you hear me say year of miracles, the year is not limited to 2021. It's a new era of the miraculous, of God's supernatural divine power being demonstrated in the lives of his people. Oh, my God. It's an era, a new era of the miraculous where God's going to begin to show us marvelous miracles. Somebody say marvelous miracles. Marvelous miracles. These marvelous miracles that are, that are unknown to our generation and even previous generations. God's ready to do some things ready now. And he's already begun to do some things that will, if you allow this, blow the world's mind. Not blow our mind. We're gonna keep our mind, but blow the world's mind, because he's trying to get the world's attention. Miracles—they are God's dinner bell. I've heard her brother, brother, brother Bill Winston say that. Uh, he, actually, brother, brother Hagen was the first one we ever heard say that. That miracles—they're God's dinner bell. It's how he attracts the people to the from, from the world to the church. Somebody say miracles. True miracles cause people to marvel. And glorify God. True miracles cause people to marvel and glorify God. Now, the reason I said true miracles is because we've sort of dumbed down that word miracles. Am I right about it? Yes, sir. You say, well, not me. What well, in society? When somebody a football team comes back from 25 points down and wins a game. Let's say, it was a miracle. No, it wasn't a miracle. It wasn't a miracle, it was just hard work. One team let up, one team pressed in. It wasn't a miracle. Some guy, you know, they throw the ball, and the ball tips off of one guy's helmet, land, hits off another guy's foot, and one guy ends with the ball. They say, it was a miracle catch. It wasn't a miracle catch. He was just focused. Am I boring y'all already? No. no, see a miracle, a true miracle is that comes from God to get the world's attention. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And God wants to make a difference between what they call a miracle right. and what he calls a miracle. Right. Yes, sir. So that there's some real distinction. Yes. Yes. Glory to God. They talk about now the miracles of science. That they can take some sort of a, a ocular devices and take some child who was born deaf and implant some device in them and now that child hears for the first time everybody's ooing and aahing and that's wonderful. I'm grateful for what, for what that child now has but that was not a miracle. That's not a miracle. Glory to God. Some of y'all struggling on what I'm saying to you. That's not a miracle. That's wonderful. I'm grateful, but it's not a miracle. A miracle is the handiwork of God only. And what's happened is because we've, we've made so much room in our own minds for the handiwork of men, we don't expect or even look for, anticipate, make room for the miracles that come from God. Boy, I'm... I'm talking right, thank you, thank you, Ms. Frankie. I, we, 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 but God needs us, needs us to go back to believing him for the supernatural, for the miraculous, for him to do, even as we saw with, with Paul over in, in Acts, I think it was Acts 16, uh, it said what, that God did unusual miracles. He wrought unusual miracles through the hands of Paul. Unusual, I mean, first of all, a miracle is unusual. But for God to work an unusual miracles means that this was just an extreme thing. Let, let, me, let me define miracle for you. When I pull it from the Greek, you look up the word miracle in, in the New Testament, and the predominant word you'll see is this Greek word, simeon, simeon. It means a sign, phenomenon, phenomenon. This is going to be a phenomenal year. Right. Right. Yes, sir. You'll catch it by Tuesday. It's going to be a phenomenal year, which means there's going to be phenomenons. Right. Thank you, Holy yes. Ghost. Right. Remember when God said through, the, through Joel in Joel 2, and then Peter came back and reiterated it back in Acts chapter 2? This was that spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days of pour my spirit upon all flesh. He says, your sons, your daughters are going to prophesy. Your old men are going to dream dreams. Your your young men, they're going to see visions. He says, upon your servants and your handmaids, I'm going to pour my spirit and they shall prophesy. But it goes on to say, and there will be signs in the heavens and signs, these are simeons, in the earth. Help me out, y'all. In other words, I'm going to bring phenomenal things that are going to occur. What, what, What was that? Signs of the last times. Thank you Lord so in your life let me let me help you out because some of y'all wonder in your life this year there're gonna be some signs and phenomenons that's gonna blow the world's mind wonder now watch this 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 specifies it for us these signs phenomenons wonders they are It's an unusual occurrence, watch this last part, transcending the common course of nature. So there's a natural way things work. There's a natural way things go. But a miracle transcends, can disrupt, interrupt, go against the natural course of nature. So God is able, I see my friend Brother Everett over there. I, he, he testified to me the other day about how God healed him of epilepsy, how God uh, healed his arm. He had been 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 beaten up, and 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 arm and legs, everything all hurt. And he went to church and got healed in church. See what what the world would say would take you a year or two years to recover from, God can do it in a service in one moment. Come on, saints of God, it's a phenomenon, it's a sign, it's a wonder, it's an unusual occurrence that goes against the common. Course of nature So God doesn't need a year to straighten it out One of the most common phrases we see throughout Jesus' ministry Was immediately Straightway Anon It meant right away God would heal Hallelujah When that woman went to Jesus Christ And she touched him with his garment The Bible says immediately she felt 12 years of pain 12 years of suffering 12 years of weakness 12 years of bleeding but one touch and in an instant bam she's healed come on y'all a phenomenon a wonder an unusual occurrence that transcends the common course of nature So it's wonderful that they can give implants to let somebody hear or to see, or they can give, give, you know, a a prosthetic heart or whatever they they wanna do now. Those are wonderful, but those are not miracles. And what, what has happened, they've used this phrase so much now in the world, the miracles of science. The miracles of science. We've adopted it into our vocabulary. The miracles of science. There are no miracles in science. But if he gets us to adopt that kind of vocabulary, then we begin to dumb down everything and begin to put our trust in science and not have our trust in God. Glory to God. Give me 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 2, uh, verse 4 and 5. Give me 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4 and 5. Because this is what we got to get back in the church. This is what I'm striving for here. First Corinthians 2, verse 4. Paul says, and my speech my preacher were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. So I didn't just come here with a bunch of philosophy and homiletics and hermeneutics and hieroglyphics <laughs> <laughs> and humanism. But in demonstration uh-huh. of the spirit and of power. And my oh uh, go go thank you. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, come on, come on. but in the power of God. So what's happening in the church is, the church has dumbed down and put their faith in man's wisdom. Right. Right. You got sick, well, what doctor you going to? Uh, not in the world, they're supposed to do that. Right. But in, in the body of Christ, is anyone sick among you? Oh, come on, come on. Is anyone sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Why would you call for elders? They're not doctors. They're not medical scientists. Why would you call for the elders of the church? Because you're expecting him to work a miracle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Remember that woman with this, your brother, it's talking about yes. 12 years. She spent all her money. It's free to call the elders. Yes, yes. You don't need no co deductible, no premium, no insurance program, call the elders. So what happens, the devil has a church operating the same as the world, so the church more broken than the world because the church keeps spending all their money on the world as opposed to coming to get the free medical help. You you don't like doctors? I don't have a problem. with Doctors, thank God for doctors because doctors do their job. They keep you alive till your faith can rise. They keep you alive until your faith can rise. But my faith is not in them. My faith must be in the power of God. Somebody shout miracles. Miracles. Somebody shout miracles. Miracles. One more time like like an army, shout miracles. miracles. Now, what I was showing you that these true miracles caused people to marvel. To marvel. In Matthew 15, 31, it says the multitude marveled When they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. So when they saw miracles, they marveled, but they also glorified the God of Israel. So God wants to bring miracles in us, for us, and through us to cause the world to marvel and to glorify the God of Israel. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. And not glorify Bayfront and St. Anthony's and, and Fauci and Burks and everybody else, all the surgeons, thank God for them. But that's he doesn't want us to glorify them. And what's happening in the world is they've glorified these people. Absolutely. What they say goes. Absolutely. What's happened is because they have left the, 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 the power of God And resorted to the wisdom of men Oh but here comes the miracles I said here comes the miracles Say it here comes the miracles Now I want you to also know then That miracles reveal the glory of God Miracles reveal the glory of God How do you know? Well it's in our text in John 2 Verse 11, the very last verse we read today at the beginning, it says, this beginning of miracles, I'm using the King James there, but just so when I say miracles, I understand New King James is signs, which is the same Greek word, Simeon. Got it? Because I showed you all what Simeon meant, right? It meant sign, phenomenon, and so forth, okay? So this beginning of miracles, Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and notice it says, and manifested his glory. So, this miracle manifested or revealed. If you got a, a new King James Bible, there'll be a little one over the word manifested, and you looked in your margin, it'll say revealed. So, this sign or this, this miracle revealed his glory. Yes, sir. You see that? Yes, sir. Remember, I said a few moments ago signs and wonders, these miracles, they will make people glorify God, but they also reveal something. This one, this one revealed something. I remember we're talking about the beginning of miracles. This miracle revealed something. That's a phrase you'd never see again in the scriptures. Jesus did many miracles. You never see another miracle where it says the miracle revealed something. You're going to see this. To, you'll see this here in a minute. Y'all just hang on. Hang on. Glory to God. So this miracle, is said, revealed his glory. So we've entered into an era, I told you, of the miraculous. Okay? Now, why is it important to reveal the glory? Habakkuk 2.14. Just write it down. They'll put it on the screen for you. I don't have time for y'all to find Habakkuk. Some of y'all be all over there in John and Acts and Romans and everything. It's the wrong part of the Bible. (laughs) Habakkuk 2 verse 14 says this. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Man, I'm trying to... (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. For the earth will be filled... Remember what we just read in John 2.11 This miracle revealed his glory This miracle okay. This miracle revealed his glory The earth will be filled With the knowledge of the glory of the Lord As the waters cover the sea Give me that same verse Hallelujah in the Amplified Bible I want you to see this Amplified Bible Thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, this is so good to me. I, see, I, I know where I'm going. But the time is coming when the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I want you to see the part that says, The time is coming when? I have an announcement for you. It's when? It's time. We have entered this era of the miraculous where God is going to reveal his glory and he's going to do it through miracles. And there are miracles, a a particular type of miracle that is designed to reveal the glory of God. Jesus. The earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory. Now, notice it didn't say the earth shall be filled with the glory. It said the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory. Now, the earth already has God's glory. The earth already has God's glory. The heavens declare his glory. The earth declares his glory. The seas declare his glory. And there are glorious things that are hidden still. But it says now that the time is coming that the earth shall be filled with the knowledge. The earth shall be filled. Everybody on earth is going to know his glory. Now go to Isaiah chapter 40 verse 5. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 5. And look at what it says here back in the New King James Version. Glory to God. It says the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. <laughs> Ooh, you're tracking me, Chris. Can you see this already? Are you excited already? The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So when His glory is revealed. Everybody's gonna see it. Yes, so this is not obviously talking about some goosebump glory. Praise God for goosebump glory. I enjoy goosebump glory. I say, God, I always wanna feel your anointing. I know we don't go by how we feel, but we should feel as we go. I expect to feel the anointing Oh, I feel the anointing, whoo-hoo! My God, Woo-hoo-hoo. I feel that anointing on me right now. I, I, we. we I, I love to feel the glory, but this is not talking about that. Because all flesh can't see the goosebumps. They can't see the anointing on you. He says the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. The time is coming when the whole earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And we read in John two eleven. That this beginning of miracles that Jesus in of Cana of Galilee and revealed his glory. This miracle. Huh. Can y'all stick with me here? Moses asked to see God's glory. In Exodus 33, verse 18, 19, they can put on the screen for you. Moses asked God, God, show me your glory. God, show me your glory. God, show me. Now, he had already seen cloud by day, he had already seen fire by night, he had already seen the Red Sea parted. Oh my God. He had already seen pestilence hit Egypt. He had already seen the the, the seas turn into blood. He had already seen the swarms of locusts and lice and flies. He had already seen all that. But he wasn't satisfied. He said, Lord, show me your glory. So the next verse, in verse 19, then he, God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. You're asking to see my glory, so in response to you, your question, your request to see my glory, I'm going to make all my goodness pass before you. Did y'all catch that back there? He asked to see the glory. God said, I'm going to show you my goodness. He didn't give him a a different answer. He was answering his question. You want to see my glory? It's in my goodness. So then, we could say, if we were to rephrase Isaiah 40, verse 5, okay. come on, come on, come on. Come on, the goodness of the Lord shall be revealed, right. Right. Yes, and all flesh shall see it together. Yes. Because his glory is his manifested goodness. His glory is his manifested goodness. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to see if I can help some of y'all trying to so still scraggling a little bit. Joseph, Abraham's great-grandson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joseph, when he went down in Egypt, he had been a slave, but then he rose up to prominence, became second in command of the world, mm-hmm. and God made him rich in Egypt. And when his father and brothers were still were suffering out there needlessly, uh, and Joseph finally sent for them, he said, said listen, brothers, when you go back, to my daddy Jacob tell him about all my glory tell him about all my glory that's the word he used my glory he didn't mean tell him about my anointing he meant tell him about all my stuff he said matter of fact when y'all pack up the break to come here and move over here with me don't bring all y'all stuff I got enough glory for all y'all Solomon was a wealthy man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on. Uh-huh. Come on, to this day, the wealthiest man ever been on this planet. Right. And yet Jesus Christ came along and said in Matthew and Luke, he said, Solomon in all his glory, all glory. not anointing, Solomon and all his stuff, right. wasn't arrayed like any of these lilies. Right. Right. So when God's talking about glory being revealed, he's not talking about you getting goosebumps. Thank God there is a revival coming. Thank God there's a healing revival coming. Thank God there's a miracle. There's an anointing revival coming. Thank God that that everything's going to happen. But what's going to get the world's attention? Because the, the world isn't moved by medical stuff. Because there's science. They have their miracles of science. But when things start being debited from one side and credited on another side, We call it a wealth transfer. That will get the world's attention. And God said when this glory comes, all flesh is going to see it together. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Shout "Amen." amen. Jeremiah 33 verse 9, I'm going to prove this to you here. This is one of my favorite scriptures of all time. Jeremiah 33 verse 9, because I gave you a prophecy last Sunday that God said within two years, the world will call you rich. Within two years from last Sunday, the world will call you rich. I wish I had somebody else excited about that. You see, because God is bankrupting the devil. Whew, thank you Holy Ghost Go slow down on me Whew. When Jesus was Tempted, y'all brought it up this morning Praise and worship, when he was tempted The Bible says the devil took him on, on, the, on the high mountain And showed him, he said All these kingdoms and all this glory He showed him all the kingdoms And all the glory And he said it's, it's mine To give to whomever I wish So he was trying to get Jesus Christ To bow down and worship him so he could give him the a fake thing. But Jesus didn't go for it. He went to the cross of Calvary. He died. He went down into hell, preached captivity captive. He was raised again on the third day morning and the Bible says he ascended on high. And when he ascended, Psalm 68 verse 18 or so, it says that he received gifts for men. So he didn't let the devil give him this glory. He went back and obeyed the father and let the father. Matter of fact, in John 17, Jesus said, God, give me the same glory I had when I was with you. That was the Lord's prayer in John 17. He said, Father, give me again the glory that I had when I was with you. So Father, God restored his glory. That's why Paul could come along in Philippians 4.19 and say, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Y'all got this here? Oh, Jesus. Jeremiah 33 verse 9. You got that? Jeremiah 33 verse 9. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Let me turn to it. Woo-wee. Jeremiah 33 verse 9. Oh, oh my God. I don't know if y'all understand what's happening this year. I don't know if y'all understand what's happening this year. See, my, my apostle declared this year is a, the year of judgment. But the Bible, and not but, this is to go along with that. Judgment, in the book of Daniel said, a time came that judgment was made in favor of the saints. So when judgment is made in your favor, that means you won the lawsuit, you won the case. You get all the spoils. So he's being judged, the devil's being judged, he's being plundered, he's being bankrupted, and the judgment has been made in your favor if you're in the house of God, if you're in the family of God, if you're in the church of the living God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh Jeremiah 33 verse 9, I'm telling you the world's going to be blown away. It shall be to me a name of joy. Pastor, didn't you read this last Sunday? I'm reading again today. Amen. you read this last Wednesday? Yes, I'm reading again today. You ought to read it again tomorrow. You ought to read it again Tuesday. This is for you. Tell you neighbor, this is for you. Then it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise, and an honor before all nations of the earth. Remember, everybody gonna see this. Who shall hear all the good that I do to them? They shall hear and they shall, they shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and all the prosperity that I provide for it show me your glory here's my goodness Lord show me your glory here's, here's, here's my goodness and the Bible says in John two eleven that this beginning of miracles Manifested his glory. Go back to John 2. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your days of toil are over. I said your days of toil and straining and struggling are over. You have entered into an era of the miraculous you have entered into a season of the miraculous, marvelous miracles that are going to demonstrate and manifest the glory of God in your life. Hallelujah. 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 You're just going to have to obey God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My goodness. In John 2... Verse 1 tells us, we read it already, but we see this summarized. I hope y'all understood the story when you read it, right? So here's Jesus attending a wedding, he and his disciples. Mary is there, we see that. In verse 1, verse 2, Jesus and his disciples, they're invited, they're attending the wedding. And if you know anything about a Jewish wedding celebration, they're not like our wedding celebration. You know, you get married and you go... Uh, have dinner or you have a reception, and it's you know, one night affair, you know, one evening affair, whatever you do, you have a good time, and you're going home, you go on your honeymoon. That's not how Jewish celebrations were. This is a Jewish celebration here in, in, in Galilee. It's a Jewish celebration. Jewish celebrations typically lasted seven days. They were commanded by Moses to feast seven days, any kind of celebration, seven days. So when they came to Jewish, their, their wedding celebration, there were seven days. Can you imagine a seven day reception? I mean, anybody here, if you had a wedding reception, and remember how much you, it cost you just for that one? Oh, like, God. Oh, you want $20 for a gallon of tea? Well, we paid $20 for, twenty dollars a gallon for fruit punch. We were like, what? 20 years ago when we got married, $20 a gallon? What's in that, crap? Goodness. That's the reason you, you, go to, you go to weddings and all it have is water and ice and unsweetened tea. Unsweetened tea. Water and unsweet, unsweetened tea because you got to pay for sugar. We don't give you no sugar. Give some of that unsweetened tea and go on home. Hallelujah. So, so this is a seven-day celebration. So you couldn't get married and be broke. And your family be broke. You had to have more than a goat. More than a couple little chickens around there. You had to have some. If, you, if you're gonna do it right. Now they can elope, they can do it. They Jews did it. They eloped and all that kind of stuff and snuck off and got married in secret. That's fine. But the, the real what we're seeing here wasn't that. What we're seeing here is a seven-day celebration. And the Bible says, and You know, they ran out of wine because that, you're talking about seven days of food, seven days of drink, seven days of entertainment. Moses commanded couples, when you got married, you don't do anything for seven days. That's why we, what we call the honeymoon. That was a commandment from Moses. Seven days, you spend time with each other. You don't go out the house for nothing. You learn each other. Get to know each other, Amen. Because you shouldn't already know each other. Not like that. So, because you don't already know each other, you got to take seven days to get to know each other, right? Okay. So that's how that's how it's supposed to work. You no, know, if you go and read the law, they talk about that purification. They, they had to purify. And and purification wasn't about getting your makeup and your hair straight. It's cleansing all that old stuff. All right? You just read it. So we're talking about a very, a very expensive undertaking here. Very expensive affair here. And the Bible says in verse 3 of John 2, they ran out of wine. Jesus' mother said they have no wine. So, number one, this is embarrassing. Because the thing about it is, we don't know what day this is. This might have been day three. If you had a wine on day number three, it's embarrassing because what that says to all your attendees is you broke. You're doing something you shouldn't be doing. You're doing too much. You, shouldn't, you should have gone to the courthouse or something like that. You know. You understand this scenario? It, it, so it's very embarrassing to the, to the bridegroom and his family. Not, not the bride, because the bride wasn't paying for it. It's the bridegroom and his family. It's very embarrassing to them to not have any wine. Secondly, not only is it embarrassing, but it, it basically ends the party. Y'all, y'all don't, know. see none of y'all have a party. When they run a wine, the party's, the party's over. Turn the lights on. Coat check. Party's over. Because there's no wine. Glory to God. Now, Somebody might be looking and saying, but it was was just wine. But let me show you something here. In Ecclesiastes 10, verse 19. Ecclesiastes 10, verse 19. I want you to see something that that, uh, Solomon penned for us. It says, a feast is made for laughter. Now, this is a wedding feast, right? We read that a couple times in here. This is a wedding feast. Then it says, and wine makes merry. So the feast needs some merriment, right? It's just whatever. Now, now, don't y'all go out there talking about. Pastor told us go drink wine. I'm not telling anybody. I'm not. I'm not advocating that at all. In fact, if you're gonna look, listen to me, I'm gonna tell you stay away from the stuff. Give it a thousand feet. Don't touch it. It makes a fool out of people. Okay. I'm just. I'm just reading the scripture. Just let me. Just let me read the scripture. Okay. <laughs> you and the Holy Ghost talk about it. So a feast is made for laughter and wine makes merry. But money answers everything. So here they are at a feast with a wine shortage. And why the wine shortage? Lack of money. Because I can guarantee you they didn't plan on running out. Nobody plans on running out. So, Mary, Jesus' mother, knew this couple, this family needed a financial miracle. Needed a financial miracle. Because if it had just been a matter of, oh wow, we had, you know, we invited 200 and people brought their cousins and stuff and 400 came and we ran out of wine, just they could say run down to ABC, you know, or call Uber Drinks and let them bring some, some more. Oh, that already exists. Uber Drinks are already out. Oh yeah, they, they it's wine delivery companies out there all across America. I mean, they took off in two two thousand twenty. Couldn't no, could nobody go nowhere. They was bringing it to the house. <laughs> so, so if it was if finances weren't an issue, they would not have gone to Jesus. Got it. So, Mary knew this group, this husband and his family needed a financial miracle. (laughs) Now, everybody say insufficient funds. Say it again insufficient funds. I know most of you are very tech savvy, electronic, you know, parents of people, and you don't use checks anymore. You know, but I, I grew up, you know, in my early days, we used checks. And those checks, they would send back to you stamped NSF. I didn't know what NSF meant. Somebody to tell me what NSF meant. I couldn't figure out what that stands for. N- Not so fast. I was just trying to buy a stereo. Not so fast. (laughs) And somebody said, no, no, John, that means insufficient funds. Oh, non-sufficient funds. Yeah, oh. oh, I didn't have enough. Well, I had checks left. I mean, I know checks don't mean you have money. Now, I don't know about you, but how many of y'all ever were ever embarrassed oh, yeah. Yeah, on, by insufficient funds? Yeah, okay, y'all in tech people, you take your card. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Um, your card. Can we can we try that again, please? Sorry, up again. Hey, would you like to use another card? Because this card maybe there's a problem. There's a problem. This is a we so polite. polite. Now I wish, I, I, I had an episode one time I was in a store and with my friends as well with me and I went to go use my card and they took, a, took my card and cut it up in front of me. Now, I was about to fight, but I was too embarrassed. I'm like, God, oh, I in front of everybody took my card and just cut it. You did not have to do that, man, you did not do that. You could have just slid it back and said our machine is down or something like that. You don't have to do that. Just, How many of y'all know it's embarrassing when you don't have enough? It's embarrassing when you don't have enough. Secondly, you can't enjoy life the way you're supposed to when you don't have enough. Did y'all catch what I said? You can't enjoy life the way you're supposed to when you don't have enough in John 10 10 Amplified Jesus Christ said I came that you might have and enjoy life and have it in an abundance to the full till it overflows so he came for us to have and enjoy life but when you have insufficient funds you can't enjoy the way you really want to how many all understand you're supposed to be enjoying your life God doesn't want you around here looking sad and broke down and busted and telling me, but I love Jesus. That's wonderful, but you, 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 your, your countenance is saying, don't come over here. Don't just stay out there. We're just saying, come over here the table is prayer. Feast of the Lord is going on. Come over here. Table is prayer. Feast of the Lord is going on. But yet in our reality, the way we live, we look like, stay over there. See, so insufficient funds is embarrassing, yes, and it limits the life that we can we're spo- we're enjoying uh, that we're supposed to enjoy. Whew. So Jesus, in what the Bible? Y'all, y'all still have time? Yes. They never started my clock. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna gauge y'all's faces. So his, his first miracle addresses the problem of insufficiency. But this is, it makes sense because if you look at Isaiah 61 and verse 1 and 7, Isaiah 61 verse 1 and 7, I want you to see this here. Because this is what he came for. Notice this, this messianic prophecy. It says, the spirit of the Lord, is up, Lord God is upon me. This is about Jesus. Because, look, notice the first thing about him. The Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. Now the, the good tidings or the good news to somebody poor is, you don't have to be poor anymore. Now, he said, My good news is to them. My anointing is for them. He goes through brokenhearted and captives and all that kind of stuff, but he said, My first thing I gotta deal with is poverty. Let me show you why. Verse 7. Verse 7. Here's the flip. Here's the flip. Here's the phenomenal things gonna happen in your life. Instead of your shame. Insufficient funds? Any of them have been through that? Instead of your shame. When you have poverty, it's shameful. You shall have double honor, and instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their in their in their in their in their in their portion. So God's gonna cause you to rejoice in your portion. God's got a portion for you. I heard somebody say this morning, God's got a blessing with your name on it. It about not with your name on it. I know that's not good English. It's with your name on it, but we say with your name on it. They shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double everlasting joy. Shall be theirs. This is why he comes. Got it? Okay, let's go back to John 2. Hurry up. Isaiah 2, verse 4. The mother said in verse 3, they have no wine. Verse 4, Jesus said to her, woman, now that's not, a, he's not being, you know, honorary. It's a, it's, it means dear, it means ma'am, when he, when he says it here. What does your concern have to do with me? My hour, my hour has not yet come. My hour has not yet come. So he knew there was an hour coming for the miraculous but he said that hour is not here yet now why is he hesitating why is there some sort of intrepidation on his part why is he is he uh you know doesn't he care about the family i mean this is probably his family it's probably his relatives (laughs) but what he knew was this is what you got to know that the moment he did this miracle everything was changed Give me this same verse in the Living Bible. The same verse in the Living Bible. Here's what he says. I can't help you now, he said, it isn't yet my time for miracles. In other words, there was a set time he, that he's thinking about. He's, he's, he knows the course he's supposed to be on. There's a set time for all these miracles. All right, give me that same verse, last place, uh, last time on this one, uh, the Passion Translation. Jesus replied, my dear one. See, he wasn't being disrespectful. My dear one, don't you understand that if I do this, it won't change anything for you, but it will change everything for me. My hour of unveiling my power has not yet come. So he knew the moment this happens, <laughs> this, this, this glory-revealing miracle would change everything. Y'all miss what I just said. This glory-revealing miracle will change everything. I get it for the people back in the back here. So when you in 2021 start getting some glory-revealing miracles, it's going to change everything. You won't be able to hide. You won't be, won't, won't be able to be private and secret no more. Everybody's going to know the Lord has done great things for you. And it's going to bring people out of the woodworks coming to your side. See, right now, he can travel with just his little few 12 or how many of me he got right here at this point. It's just them. We're just laying, we're just laying low. We're just laying low. We're just laying low. But the moment this... Glory-revealing miracle happens. And the devil, thank you, Holy Ghost, wants the body of Christ to just lay low. That's why he's worked to shut churches down. But the more important, he wants a church, even if you open, just lay low, just lay low, just mind your business, just mind your business, stay over there, just go to to weddings, have your little feasts, go to do your little rituals, but don't let anything happen that's going to reveal the glory of God. Because the moment God's glory is revealed through a miracle, it's going to change everything. Y'all got it? Let me hurry up. Let me hurry up. woo hoo Now look at verse 5. Verse 5. John 2, verse 5. Apostle Durba prophesied a few years back that this was going to be the primary verse of the command in these last days. This is going to be the primary verse of Scripture command in the last days. He says in verse, she says in verse 5, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now, he just told, Jesus just told his mama, it ain't, it ain't my time, mama. <laughs> mama said, no, no, no. Whatever he says to you, do it. She knew he was going to do it. He's a good boy. The Bible, remember in, John, in, in, in uh, Luke 2, Luke 2, he's 12 years old. They found him at the temple, asking and answering questions. And the Bible says when they found him, he said, Mama, don't you know I'm supposed to be about my father's business? Nevertheless, the Bible says he went home and he became obedient to them. So the next 18 years, he was obedient. He's now 30 years old. She's been pondering in her heart for the last 18 years what this boy's all about. He's obedient. So even when he said, that ain't my time, she just said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Because he's going to do it. Now, this is the key to all miracles, including financial miracles. Whatever he says to you, do it. 2021, whatever he says to you, do it. Did you hear what I said? Whatever he says to you, 2021 and 2022 and 2025, until Jesus comes, whatever he says to you, do it. Because he's making miracles happen. All right, now let's finish it out here. Let's finish it out here. We know the story, right? Because we read it. Y'all are very smart people. He told them, fill up the six water pots with water. And then he, the Bible says that he said, just draw out some now. They went, took it to the governor of the feast, which is, this is like the guy who's the, um, the maitre d' or he's the one in charge. He's the event planner, whatever, Is the caterer. He's in charge and he said, he tasted it. And he said, wow, y'all normally put the good one out first and so forth. He said, this is the best one, you know, so on and so forth. Y'all know that, right? Okay. Now, verse 11. Verse 11. It says, this beginning of signs, what we're saying, we know is the word miracles. Jesus did in, in Cana of Galilee and manifested or revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Okay? Now. Everybody say beginning. beginning. Now we typically conclude, and this is what I had concluded for all my life, that this was Jesus' first miracle. Right? Now that is true. It it was his first public miracle, first first act at all. But what I wanted to show you this morning is that there's much more to that statement. Because the Holy Ghost... He assumes we can read. So if I start at John 1 and I get to John 2 and it's the first miracle I read, I understand it's the first miracle. You don't have to tell me that. Doesn't that make sense? If I'm reading from start to finish and I hit a miracle all of a sudden, it's the first one I read, I understand it's the first one. But the Holy Ghost specifies to us this beginning of miracles. He did. Okay? Somebody say there's much more. There's much more. Now, what I want to show you is that this word is different than another word we see. If you look back at verse 10, in verse 10 of John 2, it says, this, the, the, the governor of the feast says this. He said, every man at, verse 10, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. You see? So we see beginning in this, in this verse. And then we see beginning in verse 11. Now the beginning in verse 10 is the Greek word proton. Proton. Don't, don't, Don't get bored on me yet. I'm almost finished. It's the Greek word proton, which means first in time or place at the first. So when we see that in verse 10, he's saying, People normally at the first, at the beginning, put out the best wine. Save the junky wine, the the bottom shelf wine for last. Everybody's already drunk. They don't know the difference whether they drink anything good or bad or not. This is what he's saying. Okay? So that's that beginning. But when we get to verse 11, where it says, This beginning of signs, miracles he did in Gain of Galilee, it's a different Greek word. It's the Greek word arche, A-R-C-H-E. Now, we, we would see that and think the word arch, like arch nemesis, arch rival, arch bishop. We know that to mean the chief, the, the top, the highest, archangels. We call them archangels from the Greek, archangels. This is, y'all, are y'all catching this? Did I lose, did I lose you? I, I don't mean to speak Greek and lose you. This is a different beginning than verse 10. Verse 10 is simply first in order, first in place. Verse 11 includes that but has a deeper meaning. The word arche means beginning, origin. Y'all got to see this. Origin. Origin like Genesis. The person or thing that commences, the first person or thing in a series, the leader. Mm-mm-mm. The leader. That by which anything begins to be the origin, the active cause, the extremity of a thing. Now that's a lot of words there for sure. But let's go and plug in some holes. Fill in the blank. So it said this beginning of miracles. So we can see then that this is this origin of miracles. Y'all missing. All miracles originate from this one. you got to catch this. It means the, the miracle that commences. The first miracle or in a series, the leader. This is the lead miracle, the head miracle, the chief miracle. The, oh Jesus, I wish y'all would get this. This is the number one. Not just in time, but in priority, in rank. Somebody get this by Thursday. That by which anything begins to be. This is the miracle that causes all the other miracles to be. The origin, the active cause of miracles following. The extremity of a thing. This miracle was the extremity of a thing. I'm going to show you the top first. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty. I'm going to show you the top one. I'm going to show you the extreme one first. And your Bible says, hallelujah, this beginning of miracles Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory. This was the one that manifested his glory. You don't see that anywhere else. This is the one. This is a miracle of extravagance this is a miracle of luxury it's a miracle of abundance it's a miracle of not somebody needed something it's because they wanted something to keep enjoying their party keep enjoying their festival keep enjoying their celebration it wasn't milk it wasn't bread it wasn't cheese it wasn't rice it wasn't butter it was wine and he said this is the premier miracle of all miracles Somebody is getting this in your spirit. Somebody is getting this on the inside of your spirit. That he chose this one to reveal his glory, his goodness, to manifest what's inside of him. Now, now I, I want to I show you, because this, this, I need to help some of y'all because you're still struggling to understand what's the point. It, look, look at Mark 4. In Mark 4, I'm, I'm done. This is my last place I got to go right here. Y'all can go eat your little chicken and your hog malls and your pig feet and stuff like that and just enjoy your burrito from Taco Bell. Mark 4, verse 10. Are you there? Mark 4, verse 10. Now, let me just, just, just show you something. Early on, Shante, in chapter 4, he was teaching on the parable of the sower and the, and the grounds. Right? Four grounds. You know, wayside ground, stony ground, thorny ground, and the good ground. Thirtyfold, sixty-fold, hundredfold. Right, yes, you gotta get up. Yo, gee, Jesus. He's teaching them on the on the on the grounds and sowing seed and good ground and getting a thirtyfold, getting a sixty-fold, getting a hundredfold. So in Mark 4 verse 10. It says, but when he was alone, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parable. And he said to them, to you, Jesus, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. So that seeing they may not see, I'm sorry, seeing they may see and not perceive. And hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. Watch this, verse 13. Watch verse 13. Y'all get this, young people, teenagers, y'all listening, y'all listening, please listen to me, please. He said, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? Because this parable is the master parable. This parable is the chief parable. This parable is the master parable. This parable is the beginning of parables. And if you don't understand this one, you won't understand all the rest of them. So, when he comes in John 2, and he before this miracle, and the Bible, the Holy Ghost calls this the beginning, the origin, the chief of all miracles, he's saying, If you don't understand this miracle, how will you understand all the miracles? That's good. That's good. So, if you can't see God, bringing a financial miracle in your life of extravagance of abundance to turn over your insufficiency and give you more than you need then how can you get healed how can you get your children to turn around if you can't get this financial one down how can you get any of them it's the chief it's the origin it's the beginning all of them originate from this one miracle it manifested his glory And if you don't understand this miracle if you don't get this miracle how do you get all the other miracles this oh. miracle of oh. turning oh. water oh. in the wine transforming the normal course of nature to get right. wine you'd have to grow grapes for years to take water. If you don't see how he can take water and turn it into wine, how can you see him taking a tumor and turning it into nothing? <laughs> this, this beginning of miracles, this origin, this genesis of miracles, what God did in the book of Genesis, chapter one, you see the first four days he created things. The next two, he didn't create anything new. He took from what he had and brought forth. So he turned water into birds. You Go back and read it. You can read it for yourself. He turned water into birds. He turned dirt and grass into cows and oxen. and. He's, he would say, let the earth bring forth let the seeds bring forth he didn't start with something new he took something that was already there and converted it so when he says this is the beginning this is the genesis of all miracles it's God's ability to take something you already have here comes a woman to the man of God Elijah says hey Here comes a creditor to take my two sons. I'm broke. I don't have anything. He says, what do I have to do with you? He said, what do you have in your house? Now let's take what you already have in your house. Oh my God, I want to preach that. I got a message I'm bringing sometime next week or so called Miracle Business. God's ready to give somebody Miracle Business this year. Oh my God. He has the ability to take something you already have and convert it. And if you don't understand this miracle, how can you understand all the other miracles? This is why the devil fights so hard to keep us out of the financial realm, out of the financial understanding. Because if we nail this one, babe, if we nail this understanding of financial miracles, June sixteenth, two 2017, God spoke to me and said, he said, from now on, say this, financial miracles are happening in my life every day. (laughs) In other words, I don't want you living off no check. I don't want you living off what anybody can do for you. I want you to understand financial miracles happen in your life every day. (laughs) Five months later, we're out of debt. Snatched out of debt. Snatched out of debt. debt. Why? We believe that he can do this. And the Holy Ghost said, put John 2.11 back on the screen. Stand to your feet. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You got to go and work with it now. You got to go and work with it. Watch this. Watch this. This beginning of signs, miracles, Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory. So this miracle manifested his glory. This one. We don't read that anywhere else. We don't read it anywhere else. Later on, you read in John 11, Jesus goes down to Lazarus' grave, and they, he's telling the people, people says, hey, Jesus, Lazarus is sick, and you know, he's going to die. And Jesus said, the sickness is not unto death, but that the glory of the Lord should be revealed. So that, that miracle of raising him, he said, that glory will be revealed. But that's the glory of God. He said, in this miracle, the Holy Spirit said, he manifested, he revealed his glory. He revealed something from the inside of him. His ability to super supply every need you have and go beyond so much so that you can now, if you allow this, entertain other people. Your Bible says, be careful to entertain strangers for you may be entertaining angels unaware. Entertain, what do you mean entertain them? Make them laugh? No. Talking about put them up, take care of them. The good Samaritan yes. took that man and put him up. There it is. See, God wants you to have the ability to entertain people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It means He had to give you more than than enough for you. There it is. There it is. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, I always call Mark four. It's also Matthew thirteen, also Luke chapter eight. That parable of the of the seed in the grounds. I always call that the granddaddy of all parables. Now, I got a new one. John 2, this is the granddaddy of all miracles. This is the premier miracle. Nobody got saved. Nobody got healed. There were no devils cast out. It was a financial miracle. Was that God, all God's concerned with? No, there are other miracles. But it said you got to get this one down. You got to get this one down. can about money. Come on, sir. Thank you, Jesus. What happened as a result of him manifesting his glory? His disciples believed in him. So I was telling you, these miracles got to come back in the church. So the church starts back believing in him. God needs us to start evangelizing the church. Because God (laughs) Please nobody get offended when I say this God does not want His church Basing their whole life On a stimulus check It's wonderful Great, we'll take it I'm sure nobody's sending it back to the government unless you owe them Now if you owe them, send it back to them Just send it back to them Six hundred dollars, you know, it's not gonna change my life, but but if I saw six hundred dollars sitting right next to Deke, I'd probably bust him in the leg to get it. i probably i run through Deke, I run through Eduardo, i run through Mayan, I run through Chris, i run through all y'all. To get the, the six hundred. So I'm not saying disregard it, but what I'm saying is God doesn't want us where that's our lifeline. Because your cousins, they're going to spend that tomorrow in Gucci. Gucci going to get all that tomorrow. Your cousins going to be in international mall all this week, spending all of them $600. you all follow what I'm saying? There's going to be long lines to get in those stores over there. Now. But God's ready to get the world's attention deep. He's going to use us to do it because... We understand this miracle And so then we can understand all miracles So once I believe God can turn water into wine For me Then I believe he can turn a broken arm Into a healed arm I believe he can turn a crack addict into a preacher Come on, can he do it? Can he do it? You see, this is where God starts. Ah, God. Just lift your hands. Just getting this. Just praise Him right now. Just, oh my, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord, for Your Word. God, amen, man, and hallelujah 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 Shukaramiya, mia sandre Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Jesus, we thank you. Father God, we're so grateful to you today for Jesus, how you sent him as our great example, our teacher, Our prophet, our sacrifice, our shepherd. He became the captain of our salvation. Thank you for what you did through him in demonstrating your goodness, your love to us, revealing your glory to us through him. Thank you. God, as we stand here today at the beginning of this new year, Thank you, Father, for the beginning of miracles. This miracle of abundance, this miracle of luxury and extravagance, that you chose to do that to reveal the glory of Jesus so we could believe in him. Father, in that story, Jesus just said, fill the water pots. And then he said, draw out. God, we look back and see that He didn't speak any kind of special words. The Bible doesn't know that He made any kind of hand gestures, any kind of motions. Which meant that though we didn't see Him do anything, everything changed. God, I pray that for us this year, that even if we don't see you doing anything, if we don't see motion towards what we're expecting. If we don't see wind, if we don't see rain, we're trusting that the valleys will be filled, the ditches will be filled with water because you said so. And all we need to do, Lord, your job you've given us, it's whatever you tell us to do is to do it. So, Lord, help us to hear you clearly, to know your voice distinctly so that we can obey you Carefully follow all your commands. To be diligent in following everything you give us to do. And we trust that as a result, for each and every one of these, your people. I pray for everyone everyone in this room. I pray over every family, over every marriage, over every house. Over everyone that's watching online right now. Those who will be watching later in the future, Father, I thank you that God, even now. That God, this is a season, an era of the miraculous, of marvelous miracles. That we step into now. We take a step into it now. We step into it now. We move with you so we can flow in your right now power. Your right now moving the earth. So, God, do wonders among your people and cause the world to pay attention and see and know that you are the only living God. And through that, may they glorify you and then come to know Jesus Christ. As their Lord and Savior, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give God a great praise today if you receive the word of God.